And welcome to another edition of Babbleheads. I am your co-host, Jesse H.S. And I'm your other co-host, Eric Tyler. And uh, we are here this week, and we are discussing our top five favorite sports movies. Movies... A little little bit of a special episode. Yeah, this is definitely a a special episode. Uh, And I think we'll probably do these every other week. Uh, You know, we've obviously done our Mount Rushmore wrestling, uh, two parts... Um, and, uh, this is kind of, you know, a list episode where we do our top five or top four or, or what have you. So our top five sports related films. Now there's so many to choose from. It's, it was kind of hard. I was going to say, it's, uh, it's really, you know, there's so many good movies and then you got to break it down by maybe someday we can do it by like, uh, by sport. Cause I think you even could. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, do it by sport, but. Breaking it down to five movies was extremely tough. Um, yeah, it was really tough. Even in top ten, because I, I technically did like ten. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's really, really hard to do. There's so many great ones out there. Yeah, it, it really is. And uh, hell, without uh, without further ado, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll dive right in. So uh, do you want to go... I'm really eager to see like, what we, if we both... I mean, I'm sure... You gotta think we at least have one of the same. Um, we may even have two. We may have two. But you're, you're right. So uh, let's go number five, Eric. What do you got, number five? So, like I said, this was um, this was really hard for me to, to do a top five, but um, my number five is um, is Raging Bull, actually. Ah, very nice. Scorsese. Uh, Scorsese done about uh, Jake LaMotta, famous boxer, The Raging Bull, uh, starring Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, um, shot in black and white, really, really rad movie. Um, you know, over the years, I've grown to love boxing, obviously, uh, from where we're from, you know, Canastota being uh, such, with uh, Canastota, the International Boxing Hall of Fame there, boxing has always been uh, present in uh in the culture there, so I've always been a fan of boxing, but then when I saw this movie, in my teenage years, uh, it really blew me away, honestly, and the, the more that I watched it, I just love it so much, it's a, it's kind of a, you know, an up and down story, um, um, of his life, obviously, he was uh, not always the greatest human being on the planet, but super great movie, Scorsese knocked it out of the park with that one, him and, uh, Every time he's with uh, De Niro and, and Pesci as well, they basically just make cinematic gold. So um, I actually had the, the chance of uh, meeting Jake Lovato a couple of years ago at the Boxing Hall of Fame. He was pretty out of it. Uh, he ended up passing away not long after that, but uh, still really cool to meet him nonetheless. So that is actually my number five, Raging Bull. Uh, I mean, you're talking about the... Uh... You know, obviously, some of the the heaviest hitters in the film industry, as far as actors and directors go, when you got De Niro, Scorsese, and Pesci all on the same bill, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, there was no way that wasn't going to be uh, epically told. And uh, Raging Bull is one I haven't seen uh, much. I think I've seen it once or twice, and I did love it when I saw it. And I again, uh, myself as well, saw that one. Um, in my teenage years, I have yet to revisit it since then, um, but I think I need to. Uh, obviously, it's a it's a great story and amazing uh, storytelling uh, was done and done there. And I didn't know that you uh, actually met Lamada uh, at the 
at the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, I actually have a very funny picture. It's actually me and, and you know, uh, obviously my friend Errol and his father and then Lamada. Lamada's barely paying attention. I don't even think he's looking into the camera, but uh, it's a funny picture nonetheless. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So how many honorable mentions do you have? I ended up doing five, but I mean, nothing at all. It was just so hard to, like, movies just to leave off without even mentioning, I feel like. But I could, we could just do three. I know we should discuss No, we'll, we'll do five because I got two more. I got, I got two more honorable mentions that I wanted to talk about on there. Okay. All right, okay. so so my number five, uh, again based on a uh, an actual uh, story, a, a true event, based on a true story, um, and uh, this is a movie which I was familiar with, and it's funny because I'm not huge on the sport, on the actual sport, but I think this speaks to the ability to storytell properly. And convey these movies uh, in the proper light to get them to get people who aren't necessarily fans of, uh, say, uh, a certain sport. Now, I'm not saying I'm not uh, a complete and utter hockey fan, um, uh, but I don't watch it very regularly at all. I love going to live games. I think they're amazing. Um, but the the story of the uh, 1980 U.S. Olympic hockey team. Uh, with Coach Herb Brooks, uh, we're talking about uh, Disney's 2004 uh, Miracle. Miracle, yeah. Um, I just think it is one of the most um, powerful stories uh, that it was just, it would have been sacrilegious to not make this into a film because it is so inspiring and it came at a time where obviously tensions with... Uh, with uh, Russia were high, and uh, I mean, how can this movie is obviously the, one of the greatest symbols of patriotism it, it, during a, a time when we needed that uh, you know amount of patriotism uh, during the midst of the Cold War and everything, and it was just uh, it was it's just epic movie telling or storytelling, and the movie relays the story, and I think it. It, it really showcases what sports are really all about and how when people kind of, I know people are like, uh, I we hear so many times people say, oh, sports are distractions from what's really going on in the world and stuff like that. And if anything, it is, uh, it's a testament uh, to what sports really provide for uh, not just our country, but every country. And uh, the importance of them, and the importance of team, and and, and leadership, and uh, and I, I just I can't I can't talk about how amazing the story, the real life story, is in and of itself, and how it was uh, how it was uh, portrayed in film, uh, directed by uh, Gavin O'Connor, um, and obviously you have an elite uh, an elite uh, leading role with Kurt Russell as her Brooks I just uh I it's so much fun to watch it is just uh it's a it's an amazing story and it's an amazing movie yeah I mean it's arguably the greatest uh, moment in like a like United States sports history I would say I mean without a doubt I mean the Russians were uh pretty much an unstoppable force and um and they came, you know, what Herb Brooks did, he put together a squad of not even, you know, they weren't even really the best players. They were just, he taught them how to work together as a team. Uh, I mean, they're all college players. I know, like, 
it's a lot different now where NHL players play in the worlds in the Olympic stuff, but um, or the world stuff, I should say. But those are all like all those guys in that team were fresh out of college. Yeah, um, it really is an amazing story. And then the movie itself was really great, uplifting, and obviously Kurt Russell knocks it out of the park in that film, as he does with uh, everything. Portraying, yes, as he does with everything, of course, but <laughs> portraying Herb Brooks, who is. Uh, you know, one of the unsung heroes of uh, American sports, without a doubt. Um, Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's a good. Uh, that's Miracle was a, is a great movie. So. Um, so uh, number uh, number four, Eric. What you what do you got? So this one might be well. I I, think, I don't think it's controversial anyway for putting on here. I guess people might argue is it really a sports movie? But I'm gonna put. Uh, I'm gonna go with the wrestler. Um. Us, this being a you know a, a, a sports and wrestling podcast, I felt like uh, you know rest, pro wrestling is a sport in my eyes. Of course, so I'm gonna put it on there. I thought never. I mean, we've seen movies with wrestlers, obviously No Holds Barred and stuff like that, but you've never seen this kind of the true story of the true story of yeah of like a, a, what a lot of wrestlers lot of, uh, from the golden era had had gone through. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, just the. The brutality of the sport, what it does to your life uh, physically, which what it does to your life, uh, like on a on a relationship and personal level. Um, you know, Darren Aronofsky uh, directed it. Who's he directed some crazy, crazy films? And I think he really, I mean, he nailed it. I mean, just just showing the, like I said, showing the the highs, the super highs, the super lows, um, and probably you know a good. 80% to 90% of, of the true uh, true stories of, of real uh, pro wrestlers out there. I mean, how many times do you see stories that, that uh, from real life that really reflect that? I mean, you have these guys in the 80s or the, the 90s, they're, you know, they're selling out stadiums and, and uh, arenas, and they're like the highest thing ever. And then, you know, 20 years, 15 years later, they're they're like nobodies and they're, and they're and they're you know doing anything they can to make some money. They're, they're wrestling indie shows and, and pretty much doing what they can. So I thought that movie. I mean, I was so hyped for that movie when it was coming out, and then when I saw it, it just it really blew me away. And I think it's good for the people who aren't you know big wrestling fans. I know like like you know outside of like me and you, like the the casual wrestling fan or the, or the person who doesn't know anything about the sport. I thought it was really interesting to show them kind of you know, behind the scenes of, like, what that life is like and, and what those guys go through it, and really the dedication uh, that they put towards uh, towards that art craft. That yeah, it's not, as, it's not as glamorous as it's always painted. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I think it's, even with, um, you know, not to get way off topic, but even with, like, the current wrestlers, you know, in the big company, I mean, these guys are still living... You know, it looks like they live glamorous lives, but with the amount of travel and, and, and stuff, like a classic, you know, like a Ric Flair type of story, like I'm sure a lot of people are watching that 30 for 30, like, yeah, he was he was on top of the world, but he also sacrificed a lot of, uh, you know, his family and stuff like that, and I think it's, uh, sometimes that stuff is hard to watch, and these guys really do maybe sometimes selfishly dedicate too much of their lives to it, but... It just kind of shows you the power that pro wrestling has. Uh, it, it does, and the allure that it brings the the participants. It, it it it'll draw you in that deep where you sacrifice and risk and uh, give up everything to to do it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, 
honestly, like you see in the movie that he, you know, he sacrifices his uh, relationship with his daughter and, uh, and he, you know, like making great, you know, good money, like his jobs just to, just to please these fans. And, and it's and the ultimate, end, keep going, yeah. it's the, uh, it's something that's said, uh, by professional wrestlers, um, a lot has for, for years and years, but it is the true, uh, you know, storytelling of it, you know, putting your life on the line as Randy the Ram did in the film and uh, sacrificing his body to entertain uh, because it's what he loved to do and that's all, What that's what wrestling's all about. Yeah, it was almost like, um, and it was almost like a prison type story where a guy's like in prison for too long and then he gets out and he can't deal with the real world, you know? And yeah, it's like, absolutely. It's like the same thing, like he was in it for so long and then when they told him he couldn't do it anymore... It was just like, this is all he could do. Maybe uh, maybe uh, uh, he uh, etched his name under the ring. Uh, Randy the Ram was here. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope for sure. Um, yeah, so, uh, it's about, uh, number, f- number four. Uh, we matched up perfectly. The wrestler I had was my number four as well. Look at that. Great minds. Uh, and like I said, it was just, I remember seeing the film and having really high expectations, and, and it did deliver. Um and the casting was amazing. Mickey Rourke, uh, Marissa, Marissa Tomei, it was just, uh, it really was uh, perfectly cast, and it was such a fun film, and it was cool to see uh, uh, some known uh, wrestling uh, faces in there as well, with Ernest Cat Miller playing the Ayatollah, and, uh, you know, obviously R-Truth, a.k.a. Kate Quick, uh, was uh, in Necro, there as well. I think Necro Butcher has that hilarious, like, so when they're doing that, like, death match. Oh, yeah. Necro Butcher, Butcher death, death match, but yeah, uh, mentioning Mickey Rourke, though, you are right. Like he, he was almost like the perfect person for that role. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if they could have cast that any better. To be honest with you, do you remember the buildup uh, for that film as they were promoting it? And it was uh, the WrestleMania after they had promoted it. Mickey Rourke had shown up, and he actually uh, <laughs> gave Jericho a punch and gave him a, Jericho a real punch. Yeah, I mean, sounds about right. That's pretty much what Mickey Rourke's about, right? So, well, Mickey Rourke was a professional boxer. People uh, yeah, tend to forget rough, that. And rough around the edges, for sure. So, but, yeah, no, they, uh, when, when Aaron Oscar, um, when they cast that, that role, it was, uh, I think it was perfection. And now, like, that you see it, you, you know that. I don't know if anybody else could have done it the way he did it. So. It's probably, and and I love everything Mickey Rourke's been in, literally everything he's been in, every film I've seen from him I love, and I think that is his defining role. Yeah, I mean, he has been in so much stuff, but I think, I gotta agree with you, I think like that, like in that stage of his career, I think... Um, it made people go back and appreciate what he had done, and I think uh, he may have even... Uh, dredged up a, a little fan base there when people are like, oh my god, this guy's amazing. Like, you know, younger people who are probably weren't as familiar with Mickey Rourke. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's perfect. Like, almost like a resurrection. I wonder, you know what, like, this is something I don't know, but I wonder if that movie, uh, I wonder if that film got any, um, like, big uh, award buzz. I can't, you know what, like, just thinking about it, I can't, I can't think so. But it's, I it's think different. it does, because I think on my uh, DVD, it does have, like, a little, uh, it was nominated for some award, a couple awards, I think. Yeah, because I, I gotta say, he, like, I mean, honestly, in my opinion, it may sound cheesy, but I think he really, he gave, like, an Oscar-worthy performance. Oh, one, hands so. down, 100%. Yeah, 
I'd be eager to see what uh, I'll have to look that up at some point. I, I would be eager to see if it was up for any if that movie was, or that film was up for any Oscars that year. Oh yeah, I would. Uh, uh, we'll have to dive into that. But what's your uh, what's your number three, Eric? All right. So number three, um, we're gonna go with the football movie here. This is arguably maybe one of the movie the sports movies I watched the most. Definitely when I was younger. I think it's uh, uh, it's Rudy. Actually, the story of uh, Daniel Rudiger, the Notre Dame football player. Um, I don't, yeah. I mean, what's to say about this movie? Uh, I, I don't know. Just like a super. I love the story. Obviously, a guy comes from nothing, and he and he basically just has like a dream, and he he does everything in his power again, sacrifices for that dream, um, and it really leads to um, you know he ends up he ends up making a big play in a big game, and and then it was just like his last um, like a last hurrah, like all this build up to it. But the movie itself is so great. I mean, Sean Astin as uh, as Rudy uh, really knocks it out of the park. Uh, great. Just a great story set in, like, rural Indiana, of course. Uh, a young kid who wants to be a Notre Dame football player, even though he's not the most athletic person in the world. Um, basically does everything in his power, fights his way, makes it on the team and makes it into a game and makes a, a gigantic play. I think it's one of the most ultimate underdog stories, to be honest with you. Oh, um, it is the most, uh, I think it's the one of the most ultimate underdog uh, movies ever uh ever, you know, told out of, uh, based off true events. Yeah, that's what I mean, that's what I mean, too, it's, um, you know, based off true events, it's not, obviously, I'm sure it was, uh, I'm sure they did some things to the movie to change it a little bit, but, uh, the movie was cast very good, obviously, Sean Astin is, uh, the main character, character, Dan, uh, Rudy, you have, uh, John Favreau has, a has a part in it, there's a small scene, a small Vince Vaughn role in it as well, which I always find funny. That he was in that movie, but um, Charles S. Dutton, of course. <laughs> but I, um, I still get you know. I mean, I know it sounds cheesy, but every time I watch that movie, and I still like at the end when the big stuff happens, I still honestly get chills. I think it's just a, it's just a great story, and uh, it reminds me a lot of uh, one of my cousins actually, who sadly passed away. But he was a diehard Notre Dame fan, and uh, he, you know, we used to watch that movie all the time as well. And it's just kind of uh, always stuck with me, and by far. Uh, one of the best, uh, you know, obviously just made it to, to my top five, but one of the best football movies and definitely one of the best sports movies ever. Oh, uh, not not uh, debatable at all. Yeah, for sure. I think, it, like I said, it shows, um, I think it shows a lot of things in that movie. It kind of shows how, like, society, not so, so much society, but, like, how people were, like, in in these rural towns in America at that time. And, and, I, and, and I, I think it kind of shows not to just kind of, um, sit back and let life, like, you know what I mean? Like, everyone stays kind of stagnant in what they're doing. They're just kind of living their life and just kind of, sort of like, just existing day to day. And I think a lot of people do that. Um, and I think it's, that was like, it was a good story to kind of show you that pretty much you can, anything you put your mind to, you can almost do. Absolutely. So, so um, my number three is a, uh, a baseball film. Okay, okay. Uh, the only baseball film on my entire list, actually, which is, um, you know, a lot of people would, uh, well, you know, you'll talk, uh, they'll talk Field of Dreams, they'll talk uh, League of Their Own, um, 61, which I do love, uh, 61, but this is the ultimate baseball movie to me, um, <laughs> and it is probably the most, uh, or second most comedic, um, 
uh, movie on my list, um, but I remember just watching this as a young kid and growing up, uh, you know, baseball, my grandfather being a, probably the biggest baseball fan I've ever met in my life, you know, you're talking about uh, a guy who had uh, his entire house filled with uh, sports memorabilia, but mainly baseball bats and signed baseballs and and jerseys and was just a, a baseball uh, fanatic uh, for someone who grew up, uh, you know, a time when, when baseball was truly America's pastime. Um, but my father being a, a, a baseball fan as well, not to that degree, uh, but we uh, always enjoyed watching this, even as a young uh, kid, and uh, it's still just as funny uh, today as it was in 1989 when it was released. And I am talking about Major League with Tom Berenger. Yeah, I knew it was coming. I like it. Uh, maybe the one of the uh, uh, most fun uh, sports uh, movies, obviously not based on any uh, factual uh true events or anything like that but it was it's just uh it's it was a movie that i'm surprised they haven't retold this story um maybe even in another sport um as far as you know owners wanting you to 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 ditch it for one reason or another to to can the season uh obviously there was different motives in the movie as there would be in uh real life but uh just an outstanding uh cast you know you got wesley snipes and uh, a lot of guys that came into, uh, you know, the spotlight and got, you know, recognition. And then you got, you know, Charlie Sheen, obviously, playing uh, Ricky Vaughn, 99, baby. The wild thing. Uh, it's just one of the most fun movies to watch, and it never gets old. And uh, it really, uh, I, and I'll still pop it on every April when I know uh, opening day is going to be coming, and it's... Uh, it's a tradition to watch it. Yeah, I mean, I love Major League. Yeah, I, mean, I think you nailed it when you said that. Like, it's just, it's like a must-watch every year. Like the, the the comedy of that of that time with those guys all they they mesh together so well. Um, it's just a hilarious story. Um, every character brings so much to it. You know what I mean? Like, yes, the of, it, uh, the man, the manager. Uh, um, Brown there, the manager Brown. Like yeah, was his name, but uh, his character always kills me in those movies. But I think, like, legitimately, like Rick Vaughn, the whole—I uh, mean, that like that character is like so huge. I don't think we realize that. You know what I mean? Like, if you were to walk up to somebody like any sportsman, and like you would be like, "Oh, like Wild Thing, Rick Vaughn." Like everyone knows what that is. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. But that movie is a must-watch. Uh, Wesley Snipes as Willie Mays Hayes knocks out of the park. Berenger as a like the old aging uh, catcher. Um, just great stuff. Pedro Serrano, <laughs> Dennis Hasbert. Uh, the characters, like I said, the characters just totally make that movie. Oh yeah. Um, like whoever wrote those characters is a goddamn genius. But definitely by far one of the best movies. Uh, one of the best baseball movies for sure, and one of the best sports comedy movies, or just comedy alone, to be honest with you. Absolutely. Um. And this, you know, even though it carries on, I know the second one is not to get into a whole bunch of things, but the second one even carries on. It's pretty funny. I know it's a little bit different, but and I'm even a major league three back to the minors fan. I love that one too. It's a little Walton Goggins downtown, <laughs> downtown uh, Anderson. Yeah, I mean, I think all three of them are definitely funny. I've, I will, I've obviously seen all three. So, um, but I would, I would be safe to say that. Um, 
when it comes to like comedic uh, sports movies and baseball movies, for sure, it's definitely it's it's a beloved movie and it's definitely a must watch every year. Absolutely. So, uh, moving on here, number uh, two. What is your number two spot? So Mike wants to basically do something like he wants to put himself out there and do something huge in his in his life. So he basically what he does is he wants to he wants to go down and wait. So he can wrestle this, like, basically this really dominant wrestler from uh, from another school that's never been beaten. And this, the, the, the story kind of, uh, you know, shows his process of getting there and the, and the sacrifice he makes and, like, the relationship uh, with his um, with his father. And then they throw a little bit of, uh, of, a, of a loves-type story into it. But I obviously, I, I'm obsessed with the 80s, of course, and I love, like, the coming to age stories like that. I don't know. I just always been a sucker for that. Um, you know, I saw the movie much before I, I read the book, but I've read the book many times now and I own it. And the, and the, the author of the book is, is, you know, he's only, he only wrote a, a few stories, but he's uh, come to be one of my favorite authors, but it's just a really, it's really good um, story kind of about, again, just like putting yourself out there and just like going after a goal and um, a pretty entertaining movie has the lead character is played by uh, Matthew Modine, who, who I'm sure a lot of people would recognize from uh, certain things. Most notably, lately he was in uh, Stranger Things, which is kind of funny. But um, it's also the, the Joker in uh, Full Metal Jacket, of course. Yeah, yeah, the Joker. Yeah, Full Metal Jacket, of course, uh, is probably arguably his biggest role. But um, just a really good story, like I said, a coming to age '80s type movie. Um, obviously, a great soundtrack. It actually features. This is kind of random, but like, um, it basically they use the film as like a pushing point for Madonna, actually. So she has like a small scene in a bar where she's singing, and I think it like was a push for one of her uh, her first singles, which is kind of cool as well. Actually, just a little tidbit in there. But what year is this um, movie from again? I can't think of the ac- the actual year. It's probably like you know eighty four or eighty five, something somewhere in there. But. Um, you know, I've actually never seen this film. Yeah, we'll have to watch it sometime. I mean, I, I really love it. Like I said, I guess uh, some people could consider it a little cheesy, but I think it's a great it's a great movie. It's a great story. Definitely got that 80s feel to it. Uh, a few recognizable actors uh, from a lot of other 80s films. It actually has the dude who plays uh, uh, in, in 16 Candles there, um, Jake Ryan, which I always like that dude <laughs> from that film. But anyway, great story. I highly suggest anybody if they like uh, if they like that eighties kind of teen, you know, even the ones that are not sports related, but uh, to definitely watch it because it's one of my favorites and it's a good story. So nice. So my number two is another football film. Yes. And um, this one is uh, you know one I uh, I mean obviously n- nostalgia is huge uh, for us, but I remember when this. Um, I didn't go to the theaters and see it, unfortunately, but I was uh, fortunate enough to grow up with the the uh, premier uh, cable channels, uh, HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, and uh, I remember this um, premiering on Showtime when they would show the new movies that had not premiered on uh, the you know the channel before, and uh, I remember when it uh, debuted, watching it on a Sunday night because I believe that's when Showtime used to do their movie debuts uh their premieres uh they do them uh sunday nights eight nine o'clock and uh i remember watching this one and being uh just floored and 
died laughing, but it still uh, told a pretty emotional story as well. And uh, some of, probably one of our most quoted um, sports movies by far, uh, 1999's Varsity Blues. Yes, I knew. And then, I mean, I think it's, I'll let you speak more on it closely, or more on it now, but I, um, the movie, like, kind of, if any movie, there wasn't a lot of movies like that in that generation, you know what I mean? Like, sports-related, I guess I could say, that really kind of knocks out, like, that is that that era, right? you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Like that that when it when it came out, and it's just so great. Like, it obviously, is another look at um, the depiction of how insane football is in the South, and most notably, you know, in, in Texas, Texas. Yeah, and um, they throw the you know with MTV on board, they kind of throw the. First off, it has a killer soundtrack, too. That's, I mean, like, get another soundtrack that's just, like, right up that, like, the era. Um, and, a sh- and a lot of comedy in it. And I think it kind of shows, uh, I think that movie, I feel like that movie is completely, is really underrated, to be honest with you. Yeah, I believe it's really so, too. Kind of, it's kind of an afterthought on a lot of people's uh, radars, but it's hilarious. And like I said, it shows the, you know, John Voight in that movie is a really commanding role. I mean, that's... I know it's like a it's like a you know a comedy drama type movie, but he really knocks it out of the park with that uh, with the depiction of the coach. You know what I mean? Oh but yeah, old, old Bud Kilmer and his cowboys. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's uh, an, another you know another uh, marquee all star uh, talent and John Voight to to come in and do that and to to come in and and bring that dramatic. Um, aspect to it and deliver the kind of performance he did willis still having you know the uh the comedy of uh you know like sean Kahn and uh you, you know all the all the amazing talent that you saw on that film as well that was so uh comedic as well as you know emotionally gripping and it really tells like the the story of uh you know how uh you know, sports are pushed, uh, on certain, you know, people, especially when you look at that, uh, the Southern, uh, you know, influence about how big football truly is in those Southern states, most notably Texas and how these kids don't remember a time where they didn't play football. And it goes, and it goes, you know, from playing football because you're having fun with your buddies to, you know, you have to, because if you don't, you're letting people down and, and you know, being forced to uh, to live up to expectations that you know aren't your own. Um, and but it, it really is just a, uh, another another amazing storytelling, and that's something I, I think uh, that gets lost on sports in general for people who don't understand because there are there are um, obviously not a lot because uh, let's let's not kid ourselves. Obviously, sports have. Uh, a very huge uh, fan base because there's something for everyone, you know. I'm not a huge hockey guy, but I love wrestling. I also am obsessed with the NBA, but I'm not a tennis fan, you know. But I, you know, love the NFL, but I'm not a huge golf fan. So there's so many different sports, but the the telling of the tales of overcoming and winning and losing and dealing with the consequences of winning and losing and the importance of being on a team and, uh, I mean, those things all come out in these films, and I think 
people probably appreciate the films more more than they do the sports, but not realizing that these are these are stories that are told in sports every day. You're just not seeing them obviously on the silver screen, um, you know, like you are with these uh, fictional and non-fictional films. And right, uh, sure. and it's just a uh, it, it's it's a fun uh, you know coming of age uh, you know you know uh, you know these kids are getting ready for the real world and they're wrapping up, uh, you know, what high school football is all about. And you got, you know, guys like Paul Walker, Paul Walker's character having to come to terms with not going to, not going on to college to be a huge, uh, college football star and things like that. And they touch on so much, so, so many different uh, things and so on so many different levels. And it's, uh, just, uh, really just such an entertaining and, and fun and, and, and great movie all around. Yeah, definitely. I think, and like you said, I mean, it's, more, it's so much more than just like a basic comedy. Like, I think they they obviously are addressing a lot of issues in that. Like you said, like you said, they're they're addressing the the pressure that these kids have on them, their the from their parents and their coaches, um, and, you know, and their struggle to to know what they want to do with their lives. And then, you know, when it comes to uh, the main characters, they're like Vanderbeek's character. Obviously, like he really wants to go to the Brown University and he wants to be a writer and all this stuff. And it's like football is obviously like in his way almost and then you have other people like you said like Paul Walker's character who he, you know he's a huge football star and he gets hurt and then he's got to deal with the the facts of you know his scholarships are going to be pulled and stuff like that and it, so it addresses so many different things like it's that era in time when you're in high school where you're you know you're trying to figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life as well but then you also have these like pressures that are put on you um from all aspects whether it be at home or at school um and like i said all that in the backdrop of uh, west texas and uh, a lot of comedy makes for a great movie so west really... west canaan west canaan for sure uh so. yeah so uh you're uh let's hear it your your pen your or your ultimate your uh, number one what's your number one sports related film so this one, again, it might come with some controversy because it's part of a, a franchise. But I'm just going to go with, I, you know, I, I think if you're going to go with a franchise, you can't always have to go with number one. So my number one sports movie of all time is Rocky IV. But without a doubt, I, lo- I mean, I just think it's, I love the Rocky movies, all, all of them, of course. But I just think for that one, they really just got it right. I think the storytelling in that one is great. The whole... Again, like, it's basically a revenge-type story. You know what I mean? I mean, um, and then the acting in that one. I mean, when they bring in the, the old Dolph uh, to play um, Ivan Drago, it's just, it's just such a great story. And I think I've watched that movie. I could watch that movie every single day. Um, I think, uh, like, the progression of the Rocky movies, obviously, starts off as an underdog. Uh, the first two ones, and then he, you know, Rocky Three. He kind of, he kind of, uh, he's like, he's really popular, and, and, and he's kind of, uh, he's kind of relaxed where he is, and he ends up getting beat. Then he comes back from that. But I feel like Rocky Four is like an interesting one because he's like, he's at the top, and he's really got nothing to prove, and then he loses some someone really great to him, and he basically like almost has to go back to square one, and and uh, he has a different reason to fight now. Yeah, like, it's not for, he's doing it because of, whether it be, I mean, to seek, um, re, like I said, revenge of, of one of his friends, or he's just, um, 
he's just doing it to uh, you know for pride or to or to prove something. But yeah, it's, it's definitely like yeah, it has a different vibe to it. Um, but I think it's by far the best one of the Rocky franchises. Um, See, I was uh, I was torn for my number one because um, it falls in the same franchise. Um, okay, yeah, so. And I agree with everything you're saying, and I think Rocky Four is by far uh, the superior film in the franchise. Um, it's my favorite. Obviously, we've talked about Rocky Four and how truly amazing it is. Um, right. Obviously, playing off the Cold War tensions with Russia as well, again. Uh, right, exactly, yeah. I mean, it's, it's coming out of the, you know, the gates, the, like, post all of that stuff, where we have still, like, a like a checkered relationship with him and and uh you know and rocky does something great and instead of instead of you know having it on u.s soil he goes over there and trains like in a more you know traditional throwback type of way um but it's funny because when you have these discussions about the rocky franchise people feel like you have to you have to go with rocky one you know and i understand that i understand that it's a great movie but if, like I said, this is a personal top five, and I just felt like if I've seen all the Rockies and I love them all, but if I was to choose which one I could watch, you know, every day, if I had to pick one, it would definitely be it would be Rocky Four. So now, while I agree with that, I did go with the first Rocky film, and uh, simply I mean, for I, like it. I, I, I mean, I think it's I mean it's no brainer, honestly. So and and I the only reason I went with the the original one is because it it started it. Started it all, and it is the original underdog story, and obviously starting with the original film. Um, but just like that, you know, having him run the steps and throw his arms up, that statue is in Philadelphia, and it will probably be there, uh, you know, until we're at war with Russia again in another 35 years. Um, it's, uh, you know, it, that's a staple to how much that film, a, a film that was not based on anyone uh in particular really um that was a a fictional story um how the importance of it and what amazing storytelling it, it that was and how um, important the character is to the fabric of our country um all these years later all the way from you know 1976 when the film came out until now would you say that the rocky franchise is the most notable sports film franchise like the oh yeah hands down just maybe maybe not even not, not even just sports film, but, but one of the most notable film franchises ever, right? I mean, uh, you got to think. I can't really think of another sports movie, if we're just talking sports movies, I can't think of another one that really um, resonates as much as, as the Rocky films, like, right? Like, I mean, what else would there even be? Mighty, um, Mighty Ducks? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there's some great ones for sure. Yeah, um, but not, not holding the... The importance that uh, that the Rocky film franchise does, yeah, uh, no one does it. And you know, like I obviously I've seen the behind the scenes and, and everything from that. And, you know, it took it took Stallone a lot to have that movie made. I mean, oh yeah. I don't think people realize like his struggle to get that film made, and it was like his baby, and it wasn't like something that was just handed to him. Um, and he's you know Stallone alone is like. I think people, a lot of people look at him as like, you know, like just kind of like this dumb action star, but he's really like super smart and he's very, you know, he, he comes from a, a, a different background, like a, even like a theater type background and obviously the pornography as well. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I just think that it's, 
it, like I don't think people realize like what like what it took to make that film and how he still you know obviously Creed two comes out uh, I think next week on Blu ray and DVD so that just shows you even this many years later that resulting from the first film we're still having great movies made and uh, yeah the people still want to hear more about those characters yeah exactly I mean I think like the way he's reinvented himself on with the films like obviously like you know you had the first four Rockies and then kind of Rocky Five he really does something even you know different and he not to turn this into a whole Rocky uh, podcast but it was just easily we could easily do but you know he takes it and looks at that from a different where he kind of loses everything uh, financially and he's just kind of uh, he goes to the training and then he bring you know with Rocky Balboa and then the Creed movies I think like I said I think he's done a great job um, with what he's done with that franchise, and like I said, it speaks volumes for the first Rocky to show that just off that film and to spawn all this other stuff. Exactly. Now, um, to run through, now I'll have you run through your honorable, honorable mentions. Just mention them, then I'll mention uh, mine, and then uh, we'll uh, briefly touch on them. Yeah, I'll just, we'll just run through it real quick. So I just did five honorable mentions. So. I did uh, The Sandlot is my first one. I did uh, Days of Thunder, uh, All the Right Moves, Friday Night Lights, and uh, Miracle. Wow, uh, yeah, five. that's those are good ones. Days of Thunder. I like uh, NASCAR getting a shout-out in this. Yeah, well, I mean, I lo- I'm a huge, uh, I love crew. We don't have to, yeah, but, yeah, I thought, I, thought, I love that movie, so. Yeah, uh, definitely. So, uh, my, uh, uh, your, uh, your honorable mentions, let's see My honorable mentions are as follows um caddyshack see that's there's so many good ones this time i mean obviously it's a comedy but you know obviously golf is the backdrop for it yeah, um no, it's 100 a sports movie definitely uh number uh an- another one uh the great white hype oh my god see that's what i mean so many good ones uh just a uh, comedic gold uh one uh an- another one uh Blue Chips. Yes. Blue Chips. Huge Blue Chips fan. Love love it, love it, love it, love it. Shaq, Penny Hardway, Nick Nolte, great film. Uh, phenomenal film. Uh, another one, uh, I know people probably uh, crinkle their nose at this and think it's a little childish, but Space Jam. Uh, it was just a staple uh, when it came out for me, and I, I still love it to this day. I got no qualms about saying that. Yeah, 100%. And then uh, another... Uh, basketball movie since uh, basketball didn't enter my top five, unfortunately. Uh, Teen Wolf. I love it. Yes. I mean that's just, it's so. I mean, obviously, I love your honorable mentions as well. But that's what I mean. Like, there's so so many good sports related movies. It's impossible. Like to, I mean, it's not impossible. Obviously, so we did a top five, but I mean, it's like really so hard to narrow down because, like, I mean, some of the ones that your honorable mentions, I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, damn. That you know that could have been on mine. Like, I love blue chips. Obviously, I love Caddyshack. You know what I mean? There's so many, yeah. like, so many good ones. It's really tough to narrow down the five, but I just kind of went with the ones that I kind of figured. I, you know, they're the ones that kind of really, I really, really stood above the rest. But agreed. Um, but yeah, speaking of the days of time, I'm obviously a big. Uh, I love Tom Cruise. I'm a big Tom Cruise fan, but I thought they did a good job with. Uh, 
with Days of Thunder. It's an interesting story that you don't see too many NASCAR movies. Obviously. I think there's only been Talladega Nights other than Days of Thunder yeah, that I can Talladega think of. Nights. And then there was like some random like, um, like thief type comedy that came out like last year, I think, with uh, about a uh, NASCAR race, but uh, I can't even remember what it's called. But anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, what was the uh, Space Jam? Is like one that's like such a good one, like because everyone from our generation for sure, like, love that movie, you know what I mean, like, there's nobody that didn't love that movie. I mean, because I feel like it's two things that are universal, if you're that age from that era, Michael Jordan, right, and the Looney Tunes, there's nothing yeah, more right. like, if you didn't like them, you were not human, you were not, uh, you weren't, you were from, you know, another planet where the Monstars were from, and that's where <laughs> you were from, because the Looney Tunes and Michael Jordan Ditto. I'm they knew exactly what they were doing. I'm just glad my boy Sean Bradley got to make it into the... I know, right? Muggsy Bogues, too. Everyone got their due. Um, how do you feel about uh, LeBron being in the, the new one? I mean, it, it was kind of inevitable. Um, it just goes to show you how big his name is, that they do want to you know, do a Space Jam 2 uh, you know, with him. I mean, but... I mean, I'll say it here, I'll say it loud, I'll say it proud, James Brown style. Um, Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time, and I don't think that'll ever change. In my eyes. Yeah, in my I, eyes. I, I, you know I'm, you know I'm agreeing with you on that. But I think you're right, it is kind of inevitable. But it is sad at the same time. Like, why do you even got to make another Space Jam? I don't know. Got to cash in. There's a reason he went to L.A. He's setting up for that, uh, that post-career. <laughs> I mean, he isn't going there because he's... Uh, Going to win a title, at least not this year. Definitely not this year. No, not unless they bring some uh, other heavy hitters in there. But, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's also, like, another thing that just, because obviously the debate for so long, like you just said, is Jordan LeBron, and I think it's just another thing that's just going to add to that now. Like, of course they're going to do another Space Jam, oh, excuse me, with him. You know what I mean? It's just, oh, like, yeah. just going to add to that. But I've agreed with you. He, uh, you know, Michael Jordan's the greatest of all time, I don't care what anybody says, so. On what, yeah. what would they do? LeBron could win uh, four more championships, and I still wouldn't think he's better than than Michael Jordan. So, agreed completely. So, on that note, the next time we are on here, we will discuss uh, the end of the uh, regular season NBA. As we have uh, just a little bit more than a month left, uh, we'll be discussing that. We'll also be discussing uh, this past weekend's. Uh, UFC event because I know uh, Eric, you, you'll have some thoughts on that, and uh, we'll be yeah. a, we'll be a, we'll obviously have a little bit more time uh, to di digest it. It happens Sunday. Today is Wednesday, so we'll have uh, an additional few days, um, and uh, and we'll be back and we'll be uh, talking uh, post fast lane WWE fast lane. Uh, yeah, I think by the time we um, when we do it next month too, there'll be some uh, big NFL moves going on because. Uh, the new league year starts coming up here, so you're gonna see uh, some. There's some big free agents out there, and then uh, there's gonna be some big trades too. Obviously, Antonio Brown uh, will probably maybe be traded by then, along with uh, Nick. Uh, well, no, not Nick Foles, but uh, there's big things going on with Arizona. They're gonna trade their, you know, their former first round pick uh, Josh Rosen. There's talks about him getting traded now. So by the time we air again, all the stuff should be should be uh, have gone down. So. So we'll have plenty to talk about. Yeah, for sure. I can't wait. Excellent. So on that note, 
Uh, once again, we are the Babbleheads Podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can download, stream, and listen wherever you uh, get your podcasts, uh, whether it be Apple uh, on iTunes, um, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, wherever you listen, you can find us. Uh, download, subscribe, leave uh, rating, review. Let us know you're listening. Follow us at Babbleheads Podcast on Instagram and uh, participate, comment on some posts, and uh, be interactive with us because we uh, are very uh, open to that happening. And uh, you've uh, enjoyed uh, another episode of the Babbleheads Podcast with Jesse HS. And Eric Tyler. And we'll see you next time. Oh, my God.